Hey, this is Colette and welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. If you struggle with weight, food, body image and never-ending diets, just like I used to, well, then let me help you figure this food thing out. I want to help you transform your life so you can change the way you think, feel and behave around food. And that means you can quit diets. Yep, I said it. I said you can quit diets. Believe me, it is doable. You just have to learn how to work with your unconscious mind and not against it. So join me each week as I break down how you can do this and how to activate your natural ability to eat for your body and quit diets forever. So hey guys, uh, nice to see you again or speak to you again or hoping that you are listening to me again. Today I, well actually this week I've been talking a lot about why is it easier to gain weight than it is to lose weight. So we're going to dig into that a little bit today Um, and especially if this is something that you have been struggling with then you might find it interesting. Hopefully you will because um, when I started to understand this stuff it really did make a huge difference in, in changing the way that I figured out how to lose that weight. So I know we're all thinking, well, why is it easier to gain weight than lose weight? Why can't it be the other way around, right? And this is, this is definitely a very, very frustrating topic. Right, so let's get on with it. Um, if you consider for a moment our ancestors and, you know, how biologically we were designed, Thousands of years ago, food was not readily available. We had to hunt it and we had to gather it. And our bodies had to really adapt to survive periods of scarcity like food for, you know, you could be not having food for days, right? There were no fridges. You couldn't keep it fresh. Um, You were definitely, you know, we're out in the elements. Unless you were that lucky cave family that had a cave. Some people just, I'm sure, slept in trees and whatnot. So our metabolism was evolved to be very efficient at storing energy and storing fat especially because fat really is just stored energy. So it stores the energy for later on. So it's like we're living with the metabolic like legacy of our hunter-gatherer ancestors. Well, thanks a lot, buddy. So precisely, however, food now is obviously plentiful. We have it everywhere. We have Uber Eats. We have DoorDash. We can get food to our door within like 20 minutes. We can do drive-throughs. We don't even have to get out of our car. We have like fresh ingredient companies um, delivering food to our house so we don't even really have to go shopping if we don't do. I can't tell you, I don't go to supermarkets that often because I shop online and have them delivered to my house or go pick them up. I mean, I do, but I prefer not to go in and do my whole shop in a supermarket because um, I end up spending two to three times what I would spend if I shop online for food. So that's my... But you see, our bodies are still working on this old programming. This is this is kind of like in our DNA. So when we overeat, and we often overeat, our bodies quite happily store this away as extra calories as flat fat for future use. And it's actually kind of excited about it because it thinks, oh, thank God, I'm going to make sure she survives the next week. It's It's a crazy concept in this day and age. But biologically, this is what's going on. So what happens when it comes to losing weight, right? Our bodies are still running on the ancient software, like they perceive weight loss as a big threat to survival. And when we start to use our fat stores 
which is what you're doing when you're dieting. You're, you're burning that fat, you're using it up, you're eating less food, you're in a calorie deficit. So your body has to tap into those fat stores to give you the energy to live your day-to-day life. Well, our bodies are like, hold on a minute here. And they start to slow down our metabolism, which is really frustrating because we just want to lose the weight. But in an attempt to conserve energy, this is known as adaptive thermogenesis. Unfortunately, it makes losing weight a little bit of a struggle or a big bit of a struggle, depending on what you're doing. And also, it's another reason why when you do lose weight on a diet and you've worked so hard at it and you're like, okay, that's it. When you're done, your body is like, oh, thank God that whole period of like almost almost not surviving is over. Let's store some extra fat so that never happens again. You can't fight this biological process in your body. So in a way, it's really trying to keep us alive and prepared for famine and not understanding that we are purposely trying to shed a few pounds. Now, there's something called the set point theory too, which um, some people like, let's talk about the set point theory. It suggests that each of us has a certain weight or set point, which our body prefers to maintain. And you might have found this if you um, try to lose weight and that, but there's a certain weight in your body that is like your body's happy weight. It may not necessarily be your happy weight, but it's your body's happy weight. It's it's a weight that it can quite easily stay at. This is regulated by hormones like leptin and ghrelin, which control hunger and, and satiety, like, you know, whether you're like full and satisfied. And if we gain too much weight, our bodies try to shed it. If we lose too much, our bodies try to regain it. So that's the ho- overall... So. The body is constantly trying to return to this set point, this happy body weight that your body's very happy at. It's like an uphill battle, but, but, but do not lose hope. It is not a hopeless one. Understanding these biological realities can really help us create a much more like effective and sustainable weight loss strategy because when we lose weight, ultimately we want to, at the end of it, kind of like stay there but let it be sustainable rather than being completely on a diet forever so when we talk about being the hunters and gatherers and storing up energy for famine and stuff like that let's 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 dig in a little bit into more kind of how that relates now with our day-to-day life so let's take holidays for example a lot of us tend to overindulge a little or a lot during holiday like big holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, uh, you know, religious holidays, when there's a lot of food around, right? And we consume way more calories than normally do. And not only that, we have the peer pressure from um, often our older relatives who love us dearly, who have made the food with love and really want to see you eat that food because it fills their need to know that they're giving you so much love. And our bodies operating on that old hunter-gatherer software See, this is a time of like, oh, whoa, plenty and happily store away the extra energy as fat because it's like this, this is like a bounty full of food. We're just going to eat as much as we can. I know it really feels like you, this might be some kind of like ridiculous story, but if you think about it, you can often go into that, that, that big dinner setting thinking, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to overdo it. I'm only going to eat this much. I'm, I'm really not going to overdo it. And you know what? And that more power to you if you've managed to do that. But how many times have you not managed to do that? How many times have you had the nudge to eat more and more and more and then felt really uncomfortable and stuffed afterwards? Because your unconscious mind and your your body, your biology is seeing it as a way to like grab all that food right now 
right there while it's in front of you, why it's plentiful and store it away. It makes no sense in this day-to-day age. But if when you consider this is your body's biology, you can understand where and how and why that happens, right? So then the post-holiday weight gain is really our bodies preparing for a winter famine that never comes. So let's look at this winter famine that never comes right now. Every time you go on a diet, it's storing that food for the winter famine because winter is, you know, in the in the times when we were hunters and gatherers and even like after that, when the food, food, you know, is food is, is often harvested in the fall and then you have winter. So you get to like save up and store all that food to take you through winter and then you can start again with the spring and the summer and the fall. And our body in a really weird way sees a diet cycle as that, you know, plentiful food and then deprivation food. So it stores that extra uh, like weight, right, on your body so that when you stop dieting, which is the winter famine, and it just like wants to make you start eating it again and again and again. So when you lose weight in the new year, which a lot of us tend to do, right? New year, new res- new resolutions. This is what I'm going to do this year. This is the year I get my body into shape. This is the year I do all of the things, right? And our body reacts as though the feared famine has arrived. You're going on a diet. It's thinking, okay, this is the famine. And it's going to slow down your metabolism in a way to preserve energy because it it wants you to survive and it's not understanding that you just want to cut back on your food a little bit so you can lose a few pounds. And again, we talked about that before, but it's, it's why weight loss can be really, really frustrating and slow. So let's, let's say, for example, you've consistently weighed at 150 pounds, right? And your body recognizes this is your set point and it works really hard to maintain it. And if you gain holiday weight and you go up 160 pounds, your body might try to shed that extra weight. But when you try to slim below that 150, your body responds by slowing down your metabolism and increasing your appetite because it's fighting to return to that weight set point. So your body's job is really just trying to keep you stable. And um, it's important to understand that this stability or set point can also increase over time due to factors such as aging, changes in lifestyle, hormonal imbalances, and and that also can make it even more challenging to lose weight. And that my weight set point, I believe, when I was, you know, a lot younger, is definitely different to what it is now. It's like there's a there's an easy maintainable weight. It may not be the weight that I want, but it, it's it's just easy to maintain rather than the weight I used to be at, which I would love to get to again. And uh, that can cause a ton of frustrations with us. I know that we all deal with this like massive frustration about it. So knowing how your body's function can really help us approach weight loss way more effectively. So a balance of healthy eating, the exercise can help. It's like banking that stuff in your body. Stress management also like banks that stuff in your body with that. So you're not getting that same release of cortisol, which is going to kind of push you to eat because um, it thinks you need extra energy to deal with some kind of crisis that's going to about to happen or is happening. You know, that crisis might be that you left your wallet at home and you went through a red light. That's the crisis. It, it, it sees that the same way as it sees you running from your life from a tiger or a bear. Remember that, right? It sees no different. If How your body reacts to crisis is a crisis for your body and it doesn't matter what it is, right? 
it locked out of the house. It doesn't matter what it is. And um, it will always release cortisol in an event because it thinks you're about to go into some kind of like crazy situation where you are going to need extra energy to keep your keep you like going through it. So um, thinking about all of that stuff is is something that can help you change that environment. So let's also start with that lizard brain, right? That's the part, that's the primate brain, the, the part of your, our brain that was first um, developed, is first developed when you were born, like as you were starting to, you know, as a baby starting to develop. And the primate brain is the part that's all about fight or flight, survival, and basically keeping you happy. And uh, survival is all about food, it has to be, right? Or keeping you safe. And um, the lizard brain or the primitive brain is really concerned only with survival. It drives us to seek out food, especially calorie-dense foods, because in the wild, these would have provided the most energy. But here are some strategies to manage this, right? So that you can actually work with this part of your brain as opposed to just like fighting it by constantly dieting and cutting back on your calories. Because when you fight it, ultimately you're not going to win or you're going to white knuckle yourself. And, you know, at this point, we already know that willpower is, is, is not the cause of all of these issues. So stay satisfied with food. Eat regular meals. Don't starve yourself, like with enough protein, fiber and healthy fats, because these are all the things that you need to feel satisfied, to feel full and can reduce cravings. And mindful eating, pay attention to what you're eating and how much, because when you slow down and you savor your food and you activate all of your senses, what does it smell like, see, what does it look like, what does it sound like, what does it taste like, the texture. When you activate your senses, you also work with that unconscious mind to make it realize that it's really fully satisfied rather than taking two bites, one chew, like, you know, taking a bite, chewing it two to three times, then swallowing down a big lump of food. You are not activating your senses that way. And that message is not getting to your, your unconscious mind, that primate part of your brain, to tell you that you are being satisfied by food. So there are hacks. These are hacks that you can do to work with it work it all in your favor um and moderation like and this this also helps you recognize when you are hungry and when you are full right learning to recognize those body signals so moderation and not deprivation completely denying yourself of treats can really lead to intense cravings and binge eating and which brings all the other things with it like guilt and shame and and then the the, the fact that you're so stressed out that you cannot lose this weight and you seem to be only gaining weight so have the small amounts of your favorite food do not de deny yourself of your favorite food because if you allow yourself to have a favorite food and then you say, oh, you know, what? I'm going to have that later. Oh, I'm rather than saying, oh, no, I can't have it. It's on my bad list. I can't have it. Giving yourself permission to actually have it and enjoy it when you do have it goes a long way to working with this part of your brain. Um, find other ways to socialize, right? Instead of like meeting friends for a meal, if, if, if everything in your life is all about food and you'd like to kind of break that up a little bit, suggest activities that don't involve food. Go for a walk, visit a museum, go to the aquarium. I love the aquarium. Try a new workout class together. Do something fun. Um, manage stress rather than stress eating. Find healthier ways to deal with stress. And when you find healthier ways to deal with stress on a daily basis, it's almost like you bank up a little bit of a... It's like putting money in the bank. You put that stress management in your body so that when stress comes up on a day-to-day -day basis, which it always will, 
you are reacting a little bit different because you've already started this stress management thing on a daily basis and it allows you to handle these things a little bit differently. Like what would that be? Taking a walk, sitting in nature, yoga, meditation, um, just kind of like taking a few minutes throughout your day to be present. That could be you know so I like to see uh, numbers when I see numbers like I angel numbers whatever you want to call them I love numbers number certain number combinations and when I see them I like oh that I love that number and it makes me so happy and I take that moment to take a breath take a few like 30 seconds take a breath and breathe it in and like feel myself in my body to be present with everything else around me what am I hearing where am I standing can I feel my heartbeat and it slows me down. I try and do that several times a day. So that's another way to like stay present. Should I meditate? Yeah, of course I should meditate. Do I find the time to do it? Nah, not so much. So I try to do it this way instead, right? So um, these are ways that you can absolutely hack your lizard brain, your un- your un- that unconscious part of you that's constantly trying to like make you survive and not not basically food you need to survive. So this is a way when you when you want to lose some weight, you can work with your unconscious mind and not really find yourself in this battle of wills where you are in this never-ending diet cycle, which I'm sure you've been in because I know I've been in, and it just allows you to really like turn the tables in your favor a little bit. Uh, I would love to know if you try any of these hacks and if you find them a little bit better and if you need any more information on this then absolutely let's chat and we can work that out but for the time being go have a wonderful week and I will see you back here next week bye so guys I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today um I would love any suggestions for anything that you would like to talk about give me your questions give me your topics give me your thoughts And if you are struggling with food, weight or diets and you got value from today, I would love you to write a review. It helps me share my message and I read each and every one. So thank you. If you know anyone who could benefit from this content, please share and subscribe. I would love that too. And I just want to point out that in a world full of dieters and diets and so on and so forth, and if you're in that world, you know what I'm talking about. I always felt so alone with my guilt and my shame about my secret eating. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. I also have a great freebie, which I think I've already put the link there, which is um, figuring out what your weight loss blocker is. Uh, If you're getting stuck, then why don't you go and look and see what resonates with you? Because when you find out what is part of your issue, what's, what's keeping you stuck, your triggers and so on and so forth, that's when you can start making the change, okay? So download the weight loss blocker guide and um, the link is in the show notes. And if you're looking for help, as always, reach out to me. You can work with me one-to-one. You can check out my membership. In my membership, we have hypnosis audios. Um, Every month, we have a new topic, and I can guarantee you almost every layer of losing weight or struggling to lose weight is covered in one topic or another. So check that out. That's on my website, colettesheelkraut.com, and I will check in with you next time.